Good morning. My name is Jared Hilas, and my Dharma name is Wan Che Ryong. I'm visiting from Utah, where I was born and raised, the progeny of generations of Mormons who were converted in England and pioneered their way to Utah over 100 years ago. I often describe myself as Mormon to the bone, having lived most of my life as a true believer. A returned Mormon missionary, you may have seen the two young men with white shirts and black name tags. I'm a Brigham Young University graduate. I received all my LDS temple ordinances, and I'm married to a returned LDS missionary. Yeah, I got spiritual cred. This talk reflects my own personal experience and where I'm at right now along the path. When writing this talk, I was actually spilling my guts to close family and friends in my mind, so I beg your indulgence. Spoiler alert, I won't be able to tell you who's the better deity, God or Buddha. Contrary to the title of my talk, From God to Buddha, mine's not a story about deity swapping or church hopping. So first, let me tell you all about God. I'm sure, dear loved ones, you already know about God, but dogmatic me knew, in air quotes, that he actually is a man who had been resurrected and has a perfect body of flesh and bone and is married. Keeping the doctrine simple, what you see here in our mortal existence with parents and children and children growing up to become parents, well, that's precisely what happens in heaven. Quite literally, we are spirit children of God who can progress eternally. Families are forever is the preeminent motto for those of the LDS faith. The best part about what I chose to believe was that I was on my way to becoming like God. If I could but keep my LDS temple covenants and endure to the end of this life's mortal test. I had a plan, you see, and I was sticking to it. What could go wrong? In one Buddhism's canon, the scripture of the founding master, chapter 8, Buddhahood, number 21, Sotesan made an astute observation during an exchange with a Christian minister that reflects my own dogmatic mind. People who do not take a broad perspective are always preoccupied with their own affairs and familiarizing themselves only with their own traditions, criticize others' affairs and reject their traditions. In this way, people cannot overcome their own norms and conventions and will eventually fall into one-sidedness.
This is the reason for all the antagonisms and conflicts between countries, churches, and individuals. This is such a fitting description of the route I chose. Being preoccupied with my own rightness made me quite self-righteous. This ego trip, for me, didn't last forever. With just a little self-reflection, my God delusion came crashing down in an instant. I saw just how narrow I had become by not only embracing the traditions of my fathers, but running with it. I made God in my own image. I don't have words for how painful it was for me to realize my God narrative was just that, a story. What ensued was something aptly termed a dark night of the soul or faith crisis. I was devastated. This is happening at an alarming rate for so many folks recently, especially to young people who struggle and reject organized religion altogether. But in my darkest hour, I came to know that I don't know. That's a little about the God part. So what's my affinity to Buddha? Believe me, the common sense and practical teachings of the Buddha really appealed to me. But I didn't die a Christian death and become born again as a Buddhist. Starting this life with a full deck of cards, I was dealt a very good hand. A Mormon upbringing nurtures many of the best parts of traditional American Christian culture like loyalty, hard work, public service, and totally awesome singing. Mormon Tabernacle Choir, the Osmonds, that probably dates me. It seems like my karma is thick and sweet. I'm really blessed. But religion for me has always been about how I process everything out there, dogma, ego building, in here, my head. And it's time to reverse the focus and start with what's in here, my heart. One Buddhism provides great advice for someone like me who wishes to embark on a course correction. The scripture of the founding master, chapter 7, the principles of the nature, number 26, ends with, However, since ordinary beings and sentient beings are greedily attached to things that have form, they not only never manage to possess them forever, but end up only wasting their precious time. How can one escape from being disillusioned? Thus, do not exhaust yourselves trying to possess only things that have form, but instead work hard to take possession of the Dharma realm of empty space, which is formless. Gosh, 
that really resonates with me now because I've been form-making all my life and the result of that has been disillusionment just like it says in this scripture. So, I'm not about to accept Buddha into my heart as Lord and Savior. Then what in the world is this Dharma realm of empty space which is formless to which I can take possession? Okay, this is the Buddha part. This formlessness thing to me is actual and real. It's not the God of the gaps, where the things science can't explain we call God, nor is it something in which I gotta go by faith or just believe. I can liken this formlessness to gravity. It doesn't matter whether I love, hate, worship, or even understand gravity. Even if I were to create a fanciful narrative about gravity, it simply doesn't matter. I'm still subject to its ways, and it's a thing in my life. The Buddha, enlightened masters, the scriptures, the Sangha, and especially gifted teachers like our Kyomunims, gently, and sometimes not so gently, guide us toward this seemingly unseen formlessness, the limitless space that is our original or true nature. Back to the gravity metaphor. Aerospace engineers take advantage of what we know, science, and perform feats that even to modern me look like magic. But imagine for a moment failing to properly prepare or miscalculating re-entry back into our Earth's thick atmosphere and burning up. I could frame this catastrophe as the inevitable result of a sinful life burning in hell. That's actually what I've done all my life until coming to see that the supposed hell awaiting for us in the afterlife cannot be as bad as the hell we make for ourselves right here and now. First and foremost, Buddhism provides practices that offer relief from this type of mental suffering. And one Buddhism in particular distills and synthesizes powerful practices like timeless sun, placeless sun, or Zen, where one practices anywhere and at any time. Now, I'm not merely looking for relief from the many challenges I face, nor do I wish only to find my happy place, but I want to wake up. Enlightenment to the causes and conditions of my suffering is the first step in quietly resting in the peace and tranquility of this moment through meditation, chanting, and prayer allows me to stop and take possession of the Dharma realm of empty space, which is formless, as Sotesan so perfectly described it. Bottom line, 
if I'm trading anything by moving from Christianity to Buddhism, I'm swapping effortful belief with effortless being, which is a practice of watching my heart and mind. In one Buddhism, this is called Baum Kongbu, or heart and mind, Maum, practice, Kongbu. I wholeheartedly, even evangelically, invite you to check out the many online and hopefully soon to return in person programs offered by this temple or a temple near you. Living far away in Utah, I personally dig the online stuff. I'll leave you with a passage from the Book of Mormon, since Reverend Wangong has deep respect for Mormonism and some really good Mormon friends. This one's for her. Moroni chapter 10 verse 4 says, And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that ye would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you. That scripture worked for me as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it works for me now in my practice of one Buddhism. Thank you. Kamsamnida.